0: You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey, hey. We back. We back, we back, we back. What up, y'all? What up, Joe? How you doing, man? Oh, man, you know. I'm just happy to be here another day.
1: Living <laughs> living a dream, as you say.
0: Living the dream one day at a time. Uh, <laughs> before I get into it with you, let me uh, first welcome everybody back to Black Guy Therapy um i hate well i don't hate saying this i love saying i say it every week um we are a therapeutic podcast we're a therapeutic podcast designed for black men to vent about issues that generally they don't talk about with other people we are here for you i feel like i shouldn't have to say that every time but you know you never know when somebody else is coming in listening right
1: right right
0: but anyway joe how are you today
1: man I'm, i'm i'm doing good doing real good
0: that's awesome um, how about you? you know i'm I'm doing phenomenal and I'm doing even better because you know you know how we always talk about um, we have to make this show evolve. We have to do things to to separate ourselves and and become different, right we we, yes. we have to separate ourselves in a in a big um ocean full of random podcasts, right With, right we t- we took our first step today. Um, man first step, A, we got we're getting our social media game, right. So mm-hmm. that's that's step number one because that, that helps us. Um and and Marty, um, uh, Marty Woodard, if you out there listening, um, if anybody, if anybody, I know people that over here know about who he is, but he's like a freaking marketing genius. I, I took some some free online classes from him. And uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I might have texted him a couple times and he may have not texted back, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> We're going to be all right there. That's step number one. Right. Step number two. And you always talked about this. We have to. There's an evolution where we're going to have to bring on more guests, more people, more notable people. Well, damn Mm -hmm. it if I didn't do that today. Man, I got a real live doctor (laughs) on the show. Yes, sir. (laughs) Y'all can hear him in the background. Look, first off, let me tell you all who we got. We got one of my we're actually friends. I just happen to have a friend who's a doctor. (laughs) i got i got a couple of them actually he's he's one and then i got another um uh well i guess me and him both have another teammate who is is a md so yeah um that's that's phenomenal but anyway we have today joe let me go ahead and tell you who we got because
1: who we got brother who we 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 got
0: got? dr gerard parish he is a doctor of is it for doctor of pharmacy is that is that how you say? yeah
2: it? yeah 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 you can say doctor of pharmacy okay so he's a
0: Let's doctor of way. pharmacy which is totally awesome he is a legal drug dealer he is the kid
1: he's hey. like his friends wanted, hey. wanted yeah. to be <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a drug dealer we'll
2: do
0: it the legal way
1: that's yeah. right
2: there's so, always a legal way to do things exactly, <laughs> exactly. these white <laughs> been doing it forever <laughs> <laughs> but
0: anyway he he um he is a doctor of pharmacy, so he pushes pills. Um, but the cool thing about him right now is that he's doing something totally awesome. We talk about this all the time, Joe, me and you, and Henry, when we have him. Um, we have to, b- because we're a therapeutic podcast, one we have to take care of ourselves right when we have to yes. make sure that we're taking care of our audience because our audience are people who look li- they look like us they and and they sometimes listen like us um mm-hmm. and and they're influenced by the same things as, as we are um so definitely wanted to have gerard on here because he is doing um a cool program uh in barbershops and i He's going to have to explain it more. I'm just kind of giving y'all a brief synopsis. This this, this is a, a program where they go into, uh, pharmacists go into barbershops and they're, they're checking men's health. They're checking black men's health. They're doing um, screenings. Oh, man. They're doing, uh, checking, you know, blood pressure. They're, they're doing everything and they're giving these people advice uh, these men and or women if they come in there you know health advice uh, that they need so we can live longer because we know that black people don't live generally we don't live as long as as, as our white counterparts right so true. if we can help, you know bridge the yeah. gap so that we can be like them we're gonna be all right mm-hmm. we're gonna be all right exactly right. there exactly. it is <laughs> so without further ado, I am introducing world or world I'm introducing to you. How about, and I got to say it the right way because I got this communication degree and I don't want Ice Cube to get on me, Joe. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> he will. Because so, he will. Because he will. But anyway, we're going to introduce Dr. Gerard Parish. And he gets a yeah. round, uh, round of applause. applause. Round of <laughs> applause.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, man. So, look, I just want you, you know, feel free to tell everybody, you know, a little bit more about yourself. Again, I just gave them a brief synopsis about you. Um, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us about the program that you got going on and, and just, you know, just give us the 411 because this is something that that needs to be done across the country. I don't know if it's being done across the country, but you can at least point us in the right direction. And maybe somebody will hear this and be like, okay, maybe we can do something like this in, in our neighborhood. So take it away, brother.
2: All right. Thanks for having me on, Todd. Uh, Joel. Um uh first thing I'd you a little bit about myself. As uh Todd mentioned, we are um former teammates for the for the mighty Vols. I've not been doing, doing too well recently, but uh I won't talk about it. No. Um so my, my background is, is coming up in sports and, and um uh, taking care of my health that way. And uh while I was in uh high school I took part in a program called Health Occupations where they um focused on health related uh uh, careers and then I found uh pharmacy during that and then, you know, playing sports. Didn't didn't work out what I wanted, so decided to go to pharmacy school after that. And um it's been a really good career for me so far and taking me a lot of different places. Uh during school I even went to overseas for a month. So it's uh, education education take you a lot of places and um I've really enjoyed that. Um And as far as my uh, career goes with healthcare, first, I started off working in a a pharmacy. Like you said, I pushed pills at at Target and CVS for a while, and uh, that was really good. And even in that kind of context, we got to uh, take care of a lot of uh, men's health issues because usually if a man comes in and has prescriptions, certain prescriptions, they'll feel more comfortable talking to a man than they do a woman. So uh, from that context, it's been very fulfilling and just seeing a change you can make just from being a a pharmacist in a store and having answering questions for kids, women, men um, of all different shapes, uh, shapes, sizes, and colors. And I feel like I really helped a lot of people. But um, then along this came this opportunity that I had from a a colleague that I had and asked me to um, apply for a a position um, to be a barbershop pharmacist. And I was like, well, what's that? It sounds, you know, intriguing. And I'm, I'm interested in that. And Um, She told me about the program they had in L.A. um, where they went pharmacists went into barbershops and uh, they helped black men in particular with blood pressure issues. Um, That's what the program is for mainly. And it was found that um, with pharmacist intervention that um, blood pressure was dropped over 20 points. And that point system was usually like that top number that you have there is uh, Mm -hmm. the number that they have. So it dropped it over 20 points. from just having a pharmacist intervention versus, you know, just going to a clinic because people usually don't follow up with folks when you just find it first and then go to a clinic. So it was very unique in that sense. And the pharmacist was actually able to prescribe medication in the um, barbershop and talk about lifestyle modifications. So I interviewed for the job and I got it. And um, we started rolling things out probably in in February. And uh, I mean, everything was going well. We got really good, A good representation in the barbershops and the barbers themselves really enjoyed the program and i feel like the community as a whole is taking a hold of this and then you know just running with it and letting everyone know that health is important for black men um because historically black men don't go to the doctor um pretty much at all men in general don't go and then black men for sure don't go um we have historical events such as just Tuskegee experiments, you know, where they, you know, tested syphilis on us and didn't give us treatment for that. So it's been a, you know, a stigma with going to the doctor's office for black men for a very, very, very long time. And um, I mean, healthcare these days are expensive as well. So that's like two things that kind of can keep you from, two or three things keep you from going to the doctor. So um, what this initiative is made for is to allow um, convenient healthcare and barbershops so we can bring um, healthcare to where people are. That's kind of the hashtag, bringing healthcare to where people are these days, and it seems to have, have worked really, really well. Um, I've seen, you know, some folks who've had high blood pressures above, you know. Now I can just start by saying, you know, for a lot of your listeners, you want your blood pressure. Normal blood pressure is less than. You got a systolic number, which is the top number, and a bottom number, which is the diastolic. Uh, hold on here. Called, uh, busy man that's what you get when you got a doctor yeah <laughs> that's right we have um your systolic number which is the top number you want it less than 120 and you want your diastolic number less than 80 optimally so we had um one one person i would say you know found some people that have blood pressures you know in the 200 ranges or something like oh that my gosh. And, um we've you know been able to try to kind of help help those folks out so it's uh it's been very important and eye opening, I would say, to just go into barbershops and then check someone's blood pressure. They have no idea what it should be. I mean, it's maybe a person who's 40 years old, somebody you know who you think would've went to the doctor by now and they'll tell you, man, I hadn't been in the doctor since I was in high school or, or this <laughs> or that. And um, it's, it's very eye opening when they see it, that number, but then after they see the number, they don't know what it means. So me able to give like, um, you know, like healthcare education, which I feel like is very important. Health literacy, so you actually understand what what the doctors telling you, or somebody like myself is telling you at the time, so you can comprehend the the necessity to make changes in your life. And um, that's all this program is it is a kind of a kickstart to help um, these individuals make uh, changes in their lives. So um, it's very near and dear to my heart because you know I have family members who have high blood pressure and um i myself i know i can have blood pressure issues whenever i gain some weight my blood pressure issues start you know start going up and i get in that range of elevated so i have to eat right exercise and um do my best to keep my blood pressure down so it's near and dear to my heart because it doesn't matter the size and shape of most people you know you can be about my size and still suffer from high blood pressure if you don't get it checked so i feel like that's one of the biggest um fact checks of, of a lot of things you I've seen people big as 300 pounds and their blood pressure is fine and then somebody that weighs 180 they have high blood pressure because some components of your blood pressure are genetic so you can eat right and do most of the things that you want to do and still have a lot of salt intake and your diet is not well and your blood pressure still can be uh, kind of high so um, that's been very eye-opening for me as well and just being able to get in the barbershop and become part of the community and just listen to, you know, people's concerns because most people once you give them the blood pressure and tell them it's how they want to a a way to make it better and things they can do. And we always try to make lifestyle changes first. And if a person can't make those lifestyle changes, then medication is there until they are able to make those lifestyle changes. I know a lot of people think they get on medication and you can never come off Well, you can, but it takes hard work and dedication to, decrease the foods that you eat if it's you know high in fat and salt and um exercising and um, decrease the amount of alcohol that you drink um stop smoking um eat a a diet high in fruits and vegetables um and losing weight if you're overweight so all those things combined can help you with your blood pressure but you have to continually work on it and work on it it's like a marathon you kind of have ups and downs ebbs and flows but if you continually work at it, then eventually you can get your blood pressure under control without having to be on medications. But medication is there for those who um, cannot do that. And that could be for several reasons. Life is busy. You know, they call it like juggling different balls that you have life, family, kids, whatever you got. Some balls may drop and it may be your health. So we're here to fill in those gaps. So it's been a, a really good program. And just talking to black men about their health is very near dear to my heart and um as we know COVID takes out people a lot quicker if they have health conditions so um it's yes. been, been been very good
0: wow um yeah you know i i didn't <laughs> I, realize i got all the questions i'll <laughs> yeah. you know, be honest with you i'm over here i don't know if y'all saw me because because for, for full transparency everybody we are on a video call um they can see me i can see them and I've been over here trying to find a pen because I'm trying to write stuff down. So I just went <laughs> mm-hmm. with it and just picked up my phone and just went into the notes and started started doing it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, Joe, you go ahead and go first.
1: <clears throat> so, Gerard, number one, thank you. That oh, yeah. That's first because because I, I what you're saying, it touches me because I have high blood pressure issues in my family. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, when I met my wife a couple of years in, there was a documentary we watched. Now the documentary scared us. It, it wasn't like we just made this healthy lifestyle choice. It was called What the Health. I hate mm-hmm. to give free publicity, but just kind of putting it out there, what we saw. And it, it shocked us into going vegan. So yeah. from there, we went vegan. And now next summer, it'll probably be four, maybe four and a half years. I still eat my chicken every once in a while, not fried chicken, but like your baked yeah. chickens and things like that. But what I learned was I had issues with high blood pressure, and I've never been a guy that was able to put on weight. So even at my highest, I never hit 200 pounds. And I went to, I was telling Todd, I think I was telling Todd this a a few weeks ago or so. I remember one time I was feeling sick. I went to Walmart, did the little test where you put your arm in the machine. And I think that that top number, the systolic was like 180, 190. There's no reason why that should have been the case, but I I, I was feeling lightheaded and feeling kind of woozy. So I went to go check it. I figured that out. When I went with my wife and we did the whole vegan journey, I've not had any issues like that, number one. Number two, I went on this secondary journey, which was I can't get to 200, which was my goal. So let me see how low I can get. I wanted to get down to 170. I dropped from 193 to 170, and then as low as 169, that was the lowest. Now I'm like, all right, now I need to stop because now yeah. I don't look like I can defend myself. So I need <laughs> to chill for a minute. <laughs> all right. But what I noticed in the process is a lot of the things that I would have felt before, like we talk about the BGs in our community all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I never have that anymore, never. And it's simply because of the diet. So that let me know there's something wrong that I'm eating where my stomach is doing all this bubbling and popping and making all these noises. So I don't experience that anymore. I've dropped this weight because I was afraid as I'm now 40, I don't want the weight on my knees and my ankles and my back and all of this stuff. So I'm making these changes. So the first question I'll ask about this, and this is me kind of sharing my journey. That's why I stated that first, but I go to a barbershop every other Mm -hmm. Saturday. How do I get you into contact with that barbershop? Because I have a hard time feeling or believing that any barbershop that looks like us would not want this in there, especially if you're not saying, yes, I'm going to charge you a hundred million dollars on the front end and we're going to share this information. So tell us what that process looks like where you get in contact and establish that relationship with a new barbershop.
2: Um, So um, currently, this is a a grant that we're working on, and it was grant was for eight barbershops. So what we're doing currently is uh, seeing if this program can work here in Nashville, opposed to being in L.A., and if we are um, successful with that, at that point, um, we're hoping to expand it to other barbershops. So, um, you know, we want to see those same kind of gains and decreasing amount of blood pressure here as well. So after that that time frame, because we, we usually, um, you know, we'll follow these individuals and, and then after that, we can, we'll, well, hopefully, you know, that's why I say that, I mean, I love what I do. So I would love to continue doing that and we'll get in touch with with different barbers from, you know, folks like yourself. And then if anybody, like you said, all the barbers we've come in contact with have had some sense of, yes, I would like to do this, you know, we're in that space and we got to make sure that they feel comfortable with whatever we're doing. But mm-hmm. all the barbers I've interacted with have, has thought that we've bring, brought value to their customers because one thing they tell me is our customers need to live longer. It helps us because if they're around, yep. then they'll be around for a lot longer. We can cut their yes. hair and, and feed our families. Yep. So it's like a symbiotic relationship. We help yes. the patient and the patient helps the, the barbers. The The patient trusts the barber, so then they trust us and we help expand the knowledge of health in the black community, which helps us as a whole, because we know, you know, health is wealth. And if you get have a stroke, people don't think about it. Sometimes you have a stroke, you can't move your muscles. Well, look at your, your, your income. You can't make now,
1: Yes, you have to be at yes. home. You can't earn a living.
2: Yes. Um, so it, it puts a burden on your family. So health is really a, a wealth maker for our family by, you know, not having subtraction you know versus having some addition there so um i'm hoping to to get this program going in other locations to all the people who want to have it but for right now it's uh just like we get paid from the nih so we have to do it in a certain and just these eight barbershops for now and hopefully we can expand okay. it further
0: so okay. is it and and we're in nashville tennessee this is this program is exclusive here right and, and in right, l.a it sounds right. like um are you in eight barbershops here or is it just one barbershop here and the rest in l.a or how does that work
2: no no so they they had a separate one in l.a um we are in a total of eight barbershops here in nashville Oh, eight eight total here um you know most of the, them are around the um um jefferson street area you know north nashville historically has been black
0: a, part of nashville yeah
2: yeah historically <laughs> yeah. part of black Nashville. a lot of black barber shops there you ride down the road you'll see probably 10 so jefferson street alone so north nashville has mm-hmm. been uh
0: part of town that we have
2: you know been in more more heavily than others so um it's been great
0: that's awesome and if anybody who doesn't know about nashville north nashville again is the historically black part of nashville It's where um, if you know anything about your black history, um, it, there's Fisk University, there's Tennessee State University, there's Meharry Medical, oh. which, um, you know, Meharry Medical and Fisk were like the first two um, college black or I say the first two. They were like one of the only black colleges in the United States uh, right after Reconstruction um, that would allow black students to learn um further right and to get medical degrees so fyi for anybody who did that's know awesome me. um but I, I got i have other questions <laughs> um yeah so and i i don't have blood pressure issues right like i think matter of fact i got my my blood pressure taken the other day it was like 108 over 60 or something so it's like that's i think that's, that's great good um that's great that is great (laughs) but i run all the time and i I don't eat terribly so i think i'm doing okay Mm -hmm. um so as of well let me ask this question first and then i may follow up so you're in a barbershops here are Mm -hmm. all the pharmacists black that are in the Um, barbershops
2: so currently i'm the only pharmacist who is doing this okay yeah i go to the different barbershops and um you know screen folks for hypertension which high blood pressure is another name for okay. hypertension um so i i, I pretty much a, a one-man show right now um, oh, okay. doing this um the uh i know the the girl who was uh doing the the same initiative in la she was black as well okay um so, and that's big yeah. that's big I, I, yeah.
0: I asked that on intentionally right because like you said earlier um you have black people especially black men who you know we don't we don't feel like the system is is here to protect us because it's mm-hmm. plagued us so many times right um right. i was going to ask like it it is the people who are going to be in this program are they going to be black pharmacists because the, in which Lisa my follow up question i i feel as if black people trust other black people when it comes to being you know doctor or being a doctor or being somebody with some letters behind the name that can that can affect their health like so ha- so my follow up question have you you know in your experience of doing this so far do you feel that um people are listening to what you're saying like have you seen any firsthand results like you know cuz if you're in these barbershops every day that means you see um these people you know two or three times a month right cuz you know mm-hmm. if somebody goes every other week you're going to see that person Um, do you, have you had anybody come up to you with any like success or success story saying, Hey, look, I listened to what you've done and and this is what has happened.
2: Um, so, so yes, to answer your question, I have seen, um, uh, several just, um, they're not actually enrolled in a program per se, but they've had some individuals from just our first conversation, we would check their, uh, their blood pressure once. And it may be high and we would ask them to come back again. And just from that first conversation, uh, we would see a, a decrease in their blood pressure either by the person, you know, taking better care of their health, or it could have been someone who wasn't taking their medication who had, which was already prescribed and just gave them that, oh man, I was taking it and now I'm feeling fine, so I don't need to take it anymore. So now you get to see that evidence that, oh man, I need to. I need to kind of do right again and take my medication mm-hmm. so from that stance yes we have had um good results and um as far as like some of the people who are in the study we can't really talk about how they're doing but you know yeah this just kind of how to, how to how these things go when you have grants and things but we've yeah. had we've had some success just from just talking to individuals about their health
0: and that's what i was going to ask uh, kind of to piggyback like you you essentially or i wasn't going to ask you this i was going to tell you this you essentially are the check and the balance right like you're that's what you are right you hey you need to do this and person says okay and now they're being held accountable and me and joe talk about accountability all the time which lately he's been holding my feet to the fire on this accountability thing and i have responded (laughs) um but again like you're that check and balance and it sounds like it's working
2: yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the main one of the main cogs of healthcare that is missing. Um, that that accountability partners, that someone is can get in touch with you, you know, every two weeks versus once a year or every month or every two months to kind of give you that, hey, are you checking your blood pressure? Are you eating well again? And if you're somebody who wants to do do right and you get caught up in the everyday life of going here, oh, I'm gonna do this tomorrow, oh I'll take this pill tomorrow. Oh, I'll eat better tomorrow. Tomorrow turns into a month, which turns into two months, and then you haven't made those changes in your life. But it's that accountability person. And that's why barbershops were the perfect place, I think, to uh, start this initiative, because some that if they come more, like, like you said, two or three times a month, and they come in, and somebody's there, to, then they will remember, like, oh, yeah, I need to do better. I want to do better, personally. First, you got to make that that statement that I want to do better. Then after you get there, some people need that help doing better. So I feel like we are there to help on both those counts. So it's it's been very, very eye-opening.
1: That's legit. So so I got a question now, Todd, and this may turn into about three, four questions, uh, Jared, <laughs> Jared. But, uh So the first thing, I listened to something that you said that I think is super important because somebody listening to this may unfortunately have the thought process that, well, it's super easy for you, because you don't have the same struggles. But something you said was, I noticed that every time I put on a little weight, this is something that I have to pay attention to. So what do you do personally to not not just ensure that you don't put on that extra weight where you even have to deal with this at all, but if you do get to that point, what are you doing to to bring yourself back down?
2: Um so I do uh, a couple of different things myself. Um, number one, you know diet is is probably the most important thing that I've found in my journey with my health myself, and increasing the amount like you said i I'm not, I'm not vegan by any means, but I try to increase the amount of vegetables that I have in my diet, whether it comes from you know eating more salads or Getting more like vegetables that you can just put them, in, pop in the microwave, and get them steamed, and eat those with maybe a, a chicken breast or chicken thigh or something like that. And I try to increase the amount of fish that I'm having in my diet. Don't eat fried foods. Drink water. Don't eat drink a lot of sodas. A lot of try to cut out added sugar in my diet because sugar, you know, leads to inflammation and you know can put the weight on you really quickly. Now, I mean, I do still every now and then, you know, I'll do that for the, throughout the week and. I may have something on the weekends but you know just having uh, a balance is what i like to call it in my life and also i've tried to um i do some uh, intermittent fasting at times um that just seem to help and it helps with my uh, regulate some of my blood sugar levels i feel like i do 16 hours um, um, fasting and eight hour window of eating at times and then i have done uh, my wife and her, and her friends they she does something on facebook like a paleo type diet so which cuts out like the added sugars mm. and, and things like that which cuts out you know rice and mostly white potatoes and um, things like that you can still have meat but it just cuts out those things that turns into sugar in your body so it's more so so those are some of the things that I uh, i like to do and i notice whenever i am eating just a lot of bread and things like that that's when the weight come on and um also exercising as much as i can I have a 16-month-old right now. They got a little more challenging at, at one point in time. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. just trying to find time. And then with COVID, you know, I haven't been able to get to the gym. I was going to the gym, so now I just go outside and try to run and, and do that, which has been successful for me, Make get my mile time down some. And uh, just make sure I do that, I try to run a mile a day if I can get to it. And, um, you know, I've been slipping on lifting weights, so I got me some exercise bands that I've been trying to use those as well. And, just you know, just keep my shape right. And and my blood pressure is kind of the most important thing because, you know, we'll check it. I'm in a barbershop talking to people about their blood pressure. So, like, I should get mine under control right. as well. So, uh, practice what I preach so, you know, I can talk to people about what I've done and, you know, kind of what they can do. And I mean, I understand, man, fried chicken is good, you know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all grew up on these
0: Popeyes fatty sir.
2: Salty, sugary foods, and they are wonderful. They taste great, but they're not great for you. So either, you know, cut back it all together or I tell people about uh, moderation. Like if you get this heavy meal, cut it in half, take half home with you. You know, so you're not going to get all those calories for it. It's like moderation is is key. It's just as much as eating the right thing. So if you have to have your your six-piece meal or whatever you're going to get, just eat three pieces of the chicken and wait. Until another time, to eat yeah. the rest of it. If you if you can't not have it, cut it back. So
0: yeah,
1: and you see that's do. what I was
0: going to ask you. That was that was going to be one of my my follow up questions. Like, how do you think I you're mean, going where I'm going, Todd? You know, in the black mm-hmm. community, our diets historically have been terrible, right? Um, I mean, from the slave days, we got the scraps and we made yeah know, we we made something out of nothing, right? And now yeah we have a lot of people. Now let me go ahead and quantify this. of people, 79% of black people do not live in poverty, but there is a large number of black people who do live in poverty and in those impoverished areas, they have food deserts. And when they have the, and also on top of their food deserts, they have, all they have is fast food. How do you, I mean, and, and this was another question, a, how do you like explain to a person like who lives in a food desert or, you know, is experiencing this, this, this uh, generational bad dieting, right, um, or or bad lifestyle in terms of food, like how do you explain that to them? Like how do you get them to, to to change the change the their way? And obviously, like you're not a medical doctor, but like what can you tell them that that doesn't you know cross the line, or what do you tell them that doesn't cross the line but helps them to, um, you know, better themselves?
2: Um, what I would say is um uh, first step I usually start off with is uh, like a little health literacy uh, moment like teaching them certain things you may not know because some people will think you know as long as I eat something that's green or I eat, you know eat something that's a vegetable it's going to be good for me or if I eat just chicken then it's better than like beef or or certain things like that so what I mean by that is if someone has uh high blood pressure, per se, and they want to eat, you know, vegetables, I tend to ask them like, where are you, where are you getting these vegetables from? And then a lot of times in the food deserts, as you mentioned, they eat canned vegetables, which that canned vegetable is high in sodium. Yep. has a lot of sodium in that can. So while you think you're yes. eating healthy, and I would say, you know, I would tell them, oh, eat he healthy. Then they go home and eat green, green beans out of a can. Then it's not helping very much. So, I have to tell them, okay, rinse when you get the green beans out of the can, rinse them off. If you can, anything out of a can, try to rinse it off before you eat it, because that preservative in that can is usually linked with sodium, and it's not going to be good for your blood pressure, especially black folks. We are very salt sensitive, so sodium can drive our blood pressure up a lot, just, you know, on its own. So that's a big component of it. And then um, telling them how to shop. Um, This is something I learned in pharmacy school, like try to shop on the outside of the store. So when you go on the inside, that's things that are packaged and have a lot of preservatives in them. So if you shop on the outside, you usually get into the fruits, vegetables, fresh meats, you know, dairy products and things like that. So shop on the outside of the store. And then also just, like I said, um, moderation. If you are eating something bad, you know, cut it in half Um, and just increase, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables if you can go to the store and you know find the fruit that you like and try to eat that if you can you know grab you some bananas grab you some apples you know get you some some lettuce and things like that so it's trying to find things that that you like that you can make tasty and um try to cut back on the salt and add other seasoning to food so that it can help your help your blood pressure lifestyle managed versus going to a medication because you know, I, I really strive not to have anybody take medication, but a lot of times that's just not the case. You, you know, most people right. will, but right. I'll, if you know, you make that 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 determination that you're going to change your your life, then most of the time you can. Um, oh, but it, it takes a lot
1: of work. I agree. So I, I got a couple more questions for you. Yeah. So num- number one, uh, and I'll lead with this. So the, the blessing for me, one of the blessings in my life has been meeting Todd. Mm-hmm. When I met Todd, one of the things that he was heavy on was a garden. And because of that, I started my own garden. And even just today, I, I pulled up some, some late fall lettuce, and we used yeah. it in some of the meal that we ate today. So I agree with you. It's super important to understand, not just that you need to eat a certain way, but where's the food coming from? Because to your point, when you think about anything that, like uh, uh, I, I forget the word, so forgive me. But um, most foods are—it starts with the C, I believe. I'm drawing a super blank right now, which is super weird. I don't
0: know what you're talking about. Most foods are. <laughs> so let's move <laughs>
1: right on past that. But in in terms of our our folks, let's be honest for a minute. In most neighborhoods where there are black folks, people of color, there's liquor stores on every corner for people mm-hmm. who enjoy liquor. And I'll be honest, I'm one of those people. I like to have a good whiskey. I like to enjoy yeah. it. How do you explain to somebody how to moderately enjoy uh, uh, something like this, which would I, I would consider a vice? For me, it's a vice because I yeah. enjoy it. And there's other things that don't bother me, but whiskey, bourbon, scotches, those bother me because I really enjoy them. So how do you suggest to somebody, all right, I'm not telling you to never have a drink of alcohol again, but if you're going to do that, here's what else you need to do. Um.
2: So what I like to do, my two keywords are usually balance and moderation. So, mm-hmm. um, what I mean by that is, you know, the, the guidelines say, and for a man you should you can have two drinks per day um and still kind of it won't cause your blood pressure to rise and it won't be too bad for your health so with that being said most people most days can kind of tend to you know you can probably do less than two drinks a day if you if you put your mind to it you know of course may have some splurges you know once you start getting over three drinks in one sitting that can cause a temporary rise in your blood pressure um, if you do that over a long period of time, then that's going to continue to rise your, raise your blood pressure, um, and not be good for your, your, your system. So uh, what I'd say is, yeah, just moderation—two drinks if you can. Cut it back to that, and we'll we'll see if if you can do that. Because it takes a sip, you know. It's uh, I mean, alcohol isn't isn't you know isn't bad you know per se for everyone, but if you do it in moderation, it 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 it, it can be manageable and okay. you know everybody likes a nice drink every now and then so it's it's you can you
1: can do it yeah so is there is there a difference between because because one of the things i'm still trying to understand as i get heavier and heavier and, and i blame todd on this because he's like uh my whiskey aficionado <laughs> <friend. laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but is there is there a difference in the amount of like the level of proof or the alcohol content so, for instance, when you look at a bottle of wine, the it may be like the proof, may be like 14 percent or something like that. Right. But when you get right. a, a good, good, good bottle of whiskey, it may be like one hundred and twenty hundred and thirty proof. Correct. So th- does that play a factor into this as well? Um, It does. So I'll have to look it
2: up exactly and see what the serving size of like a shot of alcohol is versus wine. So it's like a can of beer. And then I know like a glass of wine. I don't know how many ounces exactly that is. And then it's, uh, I think it's shots of whiskey or st- hard drinks, like, like that that nature. So they do have what a drink is considered. Um, so usually a drink is like a shot of whiskey for the most part. So that, you know, it's kind of like two shots that you can have in one sitting um, drinking that. So I don't think it really matters about the proof of the alcohol as long as it's two
0: two drinks that you have. Yeah. Okay. Good, cause I drink. Okay. Like the 130 proof stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, okay. good. Just had a technical difficulty over here. Like it, it we might have missed like maybe 10 seconds. All right. But, it's no problem. Um, but I think we're good. I mean, you literally were talking about the, the the drinks. They got the gist of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just wanted to let y'all know if, if anybody's like listening out there, they're like, oh there's a little, there's a, there's a delay. So yeah. sorry about that.
2: Yeah. Just, i say just don't have six drinks every day. That's, uh, yes. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Don't be drunk every day. Cause then you'll run into some issues. <laughs> I like start affecting life. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so Ger- Gerard, I have another question for you in, in terms of people reaching out to you. Do you, mm-hmm. do you actually prefer for people to reach out to you with questions or do you kind of like to work behind the scenes and then just create the data that people use when they're trying to make these informed decisions?
2: Uh, I mean, for me, people reaching out to me in person or just a call text or whatnot is, I I really enjoy that because we can have that one-on-one talk and uh, kind of discuss um, you personally, because it's uh, medications and medicine is kind of a work on an individualized method because yes. one thing that works for this person doesn't work for this other person um now as far as like like pamphlets or something there's some things you can hand to people that are helpful like for instance we show a lot of folks pamphlets about you know your blood pressure ranges how it goes from uh, you know the 120s to between 120 and 130 is considered to be elevated which is Kind of the yellow area, which you know you're kind of getting higher. And once it gets over 130, you're considered to have hypertension. So, you know, we show people things like that so they can actually have visual verification of what high blood pressure is considered. So things like that I think are important that you can give to anybody. But if you want somebody wants a recommendation of things they can do, um, I do like the uh, uh the one on one and just talking to folks because I'm a very um, people-oriented person and I like to you know talking to people and it's a passion of mine. Having good health for everyone, you know, trying to make sure everyone gets their live their best life and have the best health care, especially for us uh, black folks. Uh, you know, went to a predominantly black church growing up my whole life and saw a lot of people pass away due to heart disease. So yes, sir, um, it's definitely something that I've seen and it's it's real out here. And um, black folks in general just we just have a tougher time with with health care and, and having um, early death caused by preventable diseases. Uh, I think it's Gerard Parish Farm d if I'm not mistaken, I have a Instagram that I have that people can reach out to me and make sure what it what it is right now. Um, but if anyone has any questions about you know their their health and things of that nature, then they can always uh, reach out to me that way yeah gerard underscore parish underscore farm d so um, yeah, they can always reach out to me there
0: definitely
1: thats and that's J R O D. One R. Yes. One R. Yeah. R
2: O D. And P A R R I S H. So, yeah.
0: Aura. One Aura. Aura. Yeah. One Aura. Aura. One Aura. Aura.
2: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's good. Good health. Good health, man. Oh, uh, so and let and me ask and,
0: you. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. I ain't going to cut you off. No, I
1: was going to say, ta I'm gonna turn it over to you, but Gerard, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. There's so many more questions I feel like I could ask, but I, I want to say this before Todd takes over because I know we're coming up on that hour. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing some of this information. And and once this, because I, I can't see a world where this doesn't get approved to extend beyond eight barber shops. Yeah. As right. soon as that does, please let me know because I know the shop that I go to, there are a lot of brothers in there who would benefit from this information. I know the owner of that shop personally. We, I've been going right. to him. We got a great relationship 12 years plus now. So I could easily get you plugged in there. This is the type of information that we need to be sharing with one another to, to be here. Because we always talk about the fight. We always talk about the fight. We need to be here. And we need to. But if your health isn't in order, you ain't going to be here anyway. Right. So, I think this information is super critical. So as soon as this gets approved to extend beyond that, please, 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 let me know. I got a, a barbershop online right now that this will work in.
0: That's all I was gonna say. He's probably texting dude right now, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, you won't believe what I'm listening to right now and what I'm talking right. about."
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so important. And I definitely will take that, take that to heart, man. And if I ever have a, I, we have that opportunity, which I hope we have um definitely something we want to expand and i'll definitely of you and make sure we get as many barbershops included i mean they do have actual i was actually on a uh a conference call but they have some other barbershops across the nation they don't do exactly what we do but they do have other initiatives around barbershops and blood pressures and and uh, cholesterol checks and things like that that may go on in the future so there's different people i think we had some folks from baltimore we had folks from like i said la um People from Denver, Colorado, up in uh, Portland, Oregon. So there's other people around the nation who are seeing the value of uh, having um, uh, blood pressures checked in the barber shop, and um, just adding that pharmacist into it has been very, um, very helpful in getting the outcomes that you want from it. Um, and so we want to, you know, show people that you know you do have it, and then be able to actually do something about it too. So that's kind of the, the culmination of both things there.
0: Sounds yeah. like you already awesome. have a job awesome. if this thing doesn't like you know, get funded. <laughs> sounds like you can start your own nonprofit and bring in all your own uh pharma- pharmacy folks and do it on your own so it sounds like mm-hmm. to me. I'm I I'm mean just that's just I'm
2: just just, <laughs> just 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 saying. I mean it's something I'm very passionate about. So, you know, and like you said, a lot of people will find value in this, this type of program. And I know a lot of pharmacists yes. who would definitely like to do it as well. And they've told me that Yes, this is something that I would like to do. And how did you find this opportunity? It's just, you know, sometimes it happens, just falls in your lap. Just sometimes it just yep. falls sometimes. in your lap. You know, yep.
1: independent when well, preparation
2: meets opportunity. You know, it's literally. Work. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Consulting, I, man. There's there's so many different words I could use to explain all the opportunities that stand right there in front of you. So again, I again for Joel, thank you. Because this this means a lot to me. This this is huge because again, blood pressure touches me personally and my family very very closely. So, thank you for that information. Right. No problem.
0: All right. I don't I don't think I have any more questions. Um, but I mean, we got like ten minutes left, so you can hang out with. Oh, us do we? Week. Yeah, man. We got. Yeah, like man. You got some more questions, yeah. than Oh man. Whatever, about anything, man. I, think, man. Let's do. just do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. will tell you what. So, so let's do this. Let's switch gears then. How about all that, right. All
2: right. We can Switching switch gears. Where are we going?
1: Yeah. With? <laughs> Switching gears because because I, while I I love this topic, it, it's good to kind of make some of those shifts. Gerard, if if you and, and I don't like this question for me personally, I'm ask you. It's loaded, so I apologize. <laughs> understanding the current state of where we are today in America, men of color, not not black folks, but men, we're men of color. Right. If there were one thing that you could ask for that would make your life easier, what would that one thing be?
2: Hmm. As a man of color. Uh, ooh, I ooh, there's so many. Music there's so many things that i could ask for
1: i know um, i know that's why i said it's loaded i said it's loaded, it, so it,
2: I it, apologize. It's
0: loaded. um i have an answer <laughs> all
2: right yeah go go ahead go ahead i had not thought I about this an one
0: answer. yet i know i know it's not my turn but i have an answer go ahead go ahead todd i'll answer for you so if I could have one thing as a a man of color for my, for other people of color, I think Joel already knows my answer. I will, I would wish for everybody um, that looks like me and you to move like ants, just like, um, and I hate hate to use these folks. I hate to use them, but they do it so perfectly move like ants, like the Republican party, hate to say it, hate to use them, but damn it. They work so efficiently. (laughs) So, that would be my thing i know what
2: i would like i would like all of uh men of color to be debt free
0: oh man that's a good one
1: Mm. woof that's, yeah. that's big now 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 i got to ask this the follow up why
2: i feel like a lot of us are 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 straddled with 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 debt from either going to school or from uh prior uh things that you know you made as a young man who you may get into a situation with credit cards or something and going forward if you could have that debt you can buy purchase a house you know and start wealth that way or start your business or um several different things but the debt can saddle you um and 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 limit your opportunities in this country yes. that you have so i feel like without that debt you know there's a lot of other things that we could do moving forward and uh, create a lot of Generational wealth for our families and for us as well. And as a Black community, we can, you know, pool our our money together if if we, if we would we could do that and uh, make make things happen.
0: And so yes. we talk about that yes. all the time. I I tell Joe this all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, slavery is the is the or debt is the new slavery, right? And, yeah. And yes, where sir. Yes, They put yes, where sir. they put these financial like these quick cash places in the hood, right? Because they trying to let the to another person. So <laughs> Um, you know, debt is the new slavery. Yeah, a lot
2: of a lot Girl. of debt out there, man. So yeah, you know, gotta learn how to use it. Yeah. Another so, thing, financial so, literacy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Make sure all of us are financially literate from the time we turn 18 on up. From that point, if we were taught financial literacy at that point, I feel like we would have a better understanding of things to come. And we could, if you start there, and you before you get in all this debt, I think you would have a leg up for us.
1: So, so I'm going to ask a follow up to that. Uh-huh. Because I agree with you, and this is, again, something Todd and I talk about all the time. If if, if reparations, for whatever reason, is given to us, so many of us would still fall because we do not have that financial literacy. Yeah. So I don't know how much time you really thought creating, cultivating a plan, but what does the process of sharing that financial literacy look like to you? um the financial literacy to me would
2: start off with um first knowing what what credit is um knowing oh a uh a realization of wants versus needs um you know some of that's mental as well it's like a you know breaking down the you know keeping up with the Joneses attitude we know as, as a black community because we don't have wealth we want to have things that make us feel good. Yes. And that comes in fancy cars and nice shoes. And, you know, we've all been that, that you know, the person that, you know, I don't know how anybody grew up, but some, we have certain different people, you know, you grew up in the, in the hood and some people may live on section eight, but they'll have, you know, the nicest clothes or the nicest shoes, but then yes, that's sir. where they live. But, <laughs> you know, you may have a person who doesn't have those things, you you can't get it because your parents, you uh, pay a little bit more for it, and they'll pay for the house, they to pay for all this. So I feel like, just understanding what value, what you should value is. And then if you do value those things, you can always get the nice things later, but make sure that you don't have a, you know, a car that has rims, it looks raggedy. And then you don't have a house, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, what things can create wealth for you, like assets, you know, we need more assets, you know, that we have like moving forward Uh uh, versus liabilities. And then teaching that at a young age, I think like we learn English, we learn math. This is something that, that's gonna carry you for your rest of your life. So we need that as a black community more you know, more than anything. Yes.
0: There you go. And Preach. now we're out of time. Or we're running out All of right. time. So now we're at the we're at the we're at that spot. So uh, Gerard, what we do, we usually give our final thoughts in a, about our last five minutes of, of every show. Um, usually we'll give out homework or we'll just give out something to leave the, the listeners with until next week. Um, uh, you want you can go ahead and start us off if you want if you'd like.
1: Let him let him close us, let him close. Okay, well, he
0: can close, we'll go ahead, Joe.
1: Yeah, let him close. Us. I'll go first, Gerard. So, so be thinking and share some of that wealth and knowledge you got. I'll go first. So, number one. Uh, a couple of quick thoughts. Number one, please, please, please listen to this episode. Understand that men's health, Black men's health, specifically based on what we're talking about today, is extremely important to your tomorrow. You can't be here to protect your family. You can't be here to do all of these things for your family if you're not here. So that's number one. Number two, listen to people who are experts in their field. Gerard is an expert in his field listen to the information he's sharing, take it in, and then share with other people. And then share him with other people. Let people know that you know somebody who's got some great information and then share that information. Number three, we live in a real, real strange world. I would never ever tell anybody to go vegan just because that's my life choice. You make your own life choices. However, Any decisions that you can make that put you in the best decision for you as an individual to be healthy to stick around for a little while, you probably need to do those. So that's all I got.
0: And I'm gonna go next. So this is this is what I'm gonna say. And we talked. This is a health episode. This is literally a health episode. Um, I say this all the time. I tell Joel. I tell anybody who will listen to me. Make your garden, man. Make your garden um man if, if you don't have the yes, space sir. to make your garden and i'm giving them free pub but miracle grow um makes a like an indoor hydroponic garden so you don't even need soil it's just water <laughs> and it'll um you can grow herbs and, and tomatoes and stuff in your own home and there's something about even that, out of season even out of season it has its own light matter of fact though i got one nice. for you. i'll let you get that if i can find it um
1: I, yeah i got i got some new seeds that that are only from March to August. So, yes, let me me, highlight
0: it. Now, if not, I'll get you a link to it. But there's some things about about a garden. Um, One, it's going to be good for your health in in multiple ways. Right. Um, A, it's going to soothe you, keep you calm because you're you're doing something. Mm -hmm. It's taking your mind off of other things. B, you're growing your own food, which is phenomenal. You're you're putting stuff from the ground into your body. Because everything that we ever need is already on this planet. We don't need processed stuff. Preach. It's, everything we need is already here, and and you want to keep this garden too because it keeps us closer to our ancestors. We are a people in a country where we have been disconnected from our people. Our people were farmers. Our people Preach. brought all type of uh plants yeah. and seeds with with them to these Americas, and it is another way to connect to your people, whether you know it or not. You are connecting back to Africa when you when you're with the garden so again if you're in an area where you can make a garden make a garden if you're not uh I advise you to buy like a hydroponic garden and do it in your house and I promise you you will you will love it every second of it now, yes Rod if you'd like to close us out go ahead
2: <laughs> all right yes, thank sir. you guys for having me on the show uh I'll just like to end on um, I love looking at health and I look looking at the uh, finances so look, remind everyone that health as wealth. And if you nothing more expensive than going to the hospital. So I would just say at the end of the day, if you think you're, you know, skating by with with bad health and you're you're doing fine and you don't want to go to the hospital, you know, just just eat a little bit better. Do things. Make it a gradual, gradual process of of going from, you know, fried chicken to some baked chicken, you know. If you going to uh, eat some French fries, you know, get your, you know, baked potato or something like that. Uh, just find little different ways to make your life easier. And also don't beat yourself up about it. If you fall down, get back up. If you fall down eight times, get up nine. So... Again, health is wealth. You don't want a trip to the hospital an emergency room visit cost you fifty thousand dollars, and you thought you've been saving money this long. So,
1: yeah,
2: um, I, I'll just end it there. And if anybody ever has any questions about you know your health, uh, especially with blood pressure, you know things like cholesterol and uh, stuff like that, then uh, just just hit me up, and, and we can we can make make something happen. So. Really, really appreciate you guys. You guys do a good, good job. Oh no, we appreciate Excellent, you.
0: We're gonna give man. you a round of applause too. We're gonna give you that because you, yes. you get that. Yes, thank you. Um, so we <laughs> have church announcements, and and Gerard won't be a he won't be a stranger to the show. We trust that you'll oh, come no. back oh, and no. just hang out with us. You don't have to come back and talk about health, but if you want to come oh, back yeah. and, just, and just you know enjoy some of the nonsense that we do, you are more than welcome to do that. We will have you <laughs> anytime,
2: anytime, guys. Anytime, anytime I have time, I like to you know I'm a. I'm a I'm an old college football player and I played sports my whole life, so just talking to the guys is always like you said, it's therapeutic. Yeah. You can let things mm-hmm. go and we can, you know, share with one another different aspects of life. So Well there may really not be a whole it. lot
0: of sports talking, but we might argue a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, of course. It ain't about the subject, it's about the camaraderie. There so, you go.
1: Yeah. There you go. Preacher.
0: And again, y'all have heard the church announcements. Uh act accordingly until we see you next time. <laughs> and uh with that, y'all, we out.
1: Peace.